This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Thank you for joining us. Obviously, uh, Liverpool fans will remember you as this next big thing under Rafa Benitez. But I want to start with your life after Liverpool, if that's okay. Just because looking at your career, it's actually been really interesting. Um, you're in Cyprus now, playing for Aris. I think it's the first time you've left Spain since leaving Liverpool. Yes. How's the move going for you so far, even though it's only early days? Yes, I'm very happy to be honest. Uh, I know, you know, Liverpool fans they remember me. I always keep in touch uh, on the, you know, on Twitter, Instagram. Um, I read so many times that they they expect uh, a lot uh, from me, uh, like big thing uh, in Liverpool. Um, some people they 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 say that they expect more than what I had in my last few years. But I'm happy with my career, you know. It, it comes how it goes. Um, of course, I would dream to to play for for the first team of, of Liverpool, but this is a very difficult thing. Only happens for for a few players. And I, I had a good uh, career in Spain. I I have three promotions. I play La Liga also a few seasons. And when I joined Malaga, my 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 city, uh, I had a long injury, so it was a difficult season for me. And after this uh, season, I I decided to 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 come to Cyprus. And um, with Malaga, I think you were what one of eight players laid off. Um, yes, it's quite a su- surprise when you read that. Was this because of the pandemic, or because obviously people remember Malaga um, against Jurgen Klopp's Dortmund in the Champions League? So it's strange seeing them struggling yeah. in the lower division. So what was the story there? Well, uh, to be honest, as, as you said, they had a good season in the Champions League. I think uh, the owner is from from Qatar. Uh, I think he had some business outside football in, in the city. Uh, I think they had some problem with the business. They allowed him to, to start the business after they say that he couldn't make that kind of uh, business in the city. I think like uh, building a new, a new port in the city. Um, after this problem, he, he started to sell all the players. He wanted to get back uh, his money. So the, the club uh, started to, to have uh, some problems. Uh, they relegate to, to second division. Uh, the salaries were very high salary for, for second division. So they start to lose money every month. Uh, at the end of the day, we we pay this. No, we we. We were at the club, we signed the contract that the club gave it to us. And after one season in second division, we couldn't go up. We, we played the, the promotion to, to go up. We couldn't go up. And the second season in, in second division was a, a difficult one. We, we had delay on the payments and at the end of the season. Uh, they send the, the the players out, eight players, as as you said, with the high salaries, they sent us out. Um, I had a, at the same time I had my surgery in the feet, so I couldn't I couldn't sign for for anything until I was a hundred percent recovered. Um, it's not all doom and gloom, though. No, like your time in Spain is very successful. I know you've um, you won promotion with Norwich when you're in England, but there yeah. must have been a spell in Spain when it felt like if you wanted to win promotion to La Liga. You signed Danny Pacheco because what was it? Three promotions in three years with three different teams. That must have been incredible. Was it Real Betis, Alavaz, and Getafe? Yeah, it was. It was because as I always say to to my friends, 
uh, it's difficult, very difficult to, to get promoted. Uh, and then to, to, to have three in a row is nearly impossible because you have to get promoted, choose another team, be lucky to be in another team that, that fight this season for, for promoted, promote it again, and again go out of this club, find another team, and again go get promoted. No? So it was a very difficult. At the, at the same time, very proud because I had three amazing years. Uh, uh, when you go out of the team, you always stay for a few days thinking why I cannot play in La Liga. But after I have another successful year and another one, so I had a very good season in, in Segunda División, in, in Second Division. And you did get a chance in the top flight. I think with Catafe, it was, what, 11 appearances? You played at the Bernabeu against Real Madrid. You played against Fernando Torres' Atletico Madrid. What are your memories from that? It was a exciting season for me because uh, with Getafe, I scored the last goals of the promotion in the final. So my confidence was very high for the next season to start in, in La Liga. Like finally, after a few promotions, I could, I could stay in, in La Liga. I had my confidence very high, but uh, in pre-season, uh, we played uh, the last friendly game before we start La Liga. We played uh, against Atletico Madrid, a friendly game. And uh, I had my, my shoulder went out, so I had to go for surgery because it was the second time in a few months that happens. Uh, and I missed the, the first part of the season. I, I couldn't be back until January. Uh, the team was doing very well, so I was having problems to, to get in the team because the team was playing really well, Getafe. And at the end of this season, uh, I had another year contract in Getafe, but Malaga came after me. They, they have a big project to, to go up. Uh, it was my home after 15 years I left, so I couldn't say no. Uh, I had a good salary also, so I, I decided to, to go to Malaga to fight for the promotion and thinking on being in La, in La Liga one year after with, with Malaga. It didn't happen and, as I said before, all the problems with the, with the salaries and also my injury. And it's from where you also played in La Liga with uh, Rayo Vallecano when you were loaned out from Liverpool. I think you played against Real Madrid at the Bernabeu that year as well, maybe against Atletico. But then yeah. you're looking at the players you're up against here. You're up against Xavi Alonso, Fernando Torres, Kaka, Cristiano Ronaldo. What was that like for you? And did you swap any good shirts? Did you get any big names in when you're swapping shirts at the end? Yes. Well, to be honest, I, I changed my t-shirt with the player that I was in Liverpool with, uh, Xavi and Arbeloa. So I had a good relation with them because we, we all of us, we, we lived in Madrid. So I joined them for dinner, for every time, for the happy birthdays, you know, for, for this kind of dinners. And uh, yeah, it was good to play against them. You know, when you play against them, sometimes it, it looks uh, easy because they they let you play. They you have the ball, you feel like oh, I, I'm good as well. I can I can have the ball against them. But when you lose the ball, they they score a goal. So that's that's this kind of team. They 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 do this, and you realize how how difficult it is to to play against them. <laughs> Well, I'll touch on the rest of your time on Spain later on, but I want to take you now back to the summer of 2007. I believe you're 16. You're in the Barcelona Academy. You're at La Masia, but then Liverpool come in. That must have been a huge decision for you to make the decision to join to Liverpool. Um, 
when were you first aware of that interest and when did you decide or why did you decide to make that move? Yes, uh, to be honest, it was uh, very, very quick. We 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 played the, the season with the under-16 in Barcelona. We we find, we find end the league uh, as a champion and after the league, you have the final of the cup. Uh, and for this game, uh, we played against Espanol. Uh, Someone told me that Liverpool uh, was coming to, to watch uh, the game, but they didn't tell me they were coming to watch me. I think uh, they came to watch uh, actually uh, Thiago, because Thiago played with me in the same team, and he was our best player so far. So I didn't feel pressure for this game. I, I, I knew they were coming to, to look Thiago, uh, and we won 4-1 in this game. I scored three goals. Uh, I think, to be honest, this is only my thoughts. I, I don't know exactly. But I think they, they tried to sign Thiago. Um, Barcelona will never let Thiago go at this time. And they go for me. That's what I think. This is my <laughs> thinking for all the time. And what was Thiago like back then? Like I know you said he was the best player, but could you see that he'd go on and achieve everything he did? Because like, you're the same year group at Barca. So you'd have come through La Masia together, and I think you're in the Spain under 19 team together, weren't you? When yeah. you reached yeah. the what was it final? At yeah, the Euros? we lost the final of European Championship. Yeah, but yeah, like obviously you've played with a lot of great players coming through the ranks here. But was he the one that stood out head and shoulders above everyone else? Yeah, very very high. Like everyone could could say this, you know, a type of player. Like we were all amazing players of of our age. Uh, selected from every part of, of Spain, but he was above everyone. Like you are running behind him in training, you this kind of ball that he's looking to to the other side. You you running behind him, you think you are gonna get the ball from him, and when you arrive to him, he's already gone. He he touched the ball and he gone, and he's having the ball all the time, never losing a ball, and also mentally he was. Uh, above everyone like he looked like an old player uh, with a lot of experience also he has a lot of uh, help from from his dad obviously with, with an amazing achievement so everybody could say he will be our, our our best player is he someone that you're still in contact now with you swap text messages or anything when he joined liverpool yes sometimes you know i don't i know he has probably too many uh, text every every day, but when when the important things that comes, uh, we keep in touch. Uh, I remember he invited me to to his wedding and this kind of thing. So yeah, we had a, a good relationship. And is he a player where I suppose at that age you could see him go on to greatness? How how does he differ now from that age, or is he still the same, exactly the same, exact same talent, exact same ability on the pitch? Well, I think he's even better than than before because if I would say something negative about this age of him, like he 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 used the ball too much and you know he he dribbled too much in in areas where maybe he risk a, a lot. But after he left Barcelona, I think with uh, Guardiola in in Bayern Munich. He learned a lot. He played a little bit more defensive. Uh, he ran a lot. He recovered a lot of balls as well. And I think his game came better and better. And, and you can see the level he has. Well, back to you now. And you, you moved to Liverpool. 
Um, was Rafa involved in negotiations much? Did he say anything to you when trying to bring you to the club? I, I had my decision done when, when Liverpool came to me. I I say yes straight away. But yeah, he, he ring me, he called me. And, you know, it was good to, to hear uh, uh, the first team manager talking to you about coming to Liverpool uh, and the plans of, for the future, yes. And what was he saying to you? Was it just, oh, this is where I see you and my plans? Things yeah, like that. he he showed he knew me. Uh, he showed interest. Uh, he told me he he watched a, a few games of, of me. Um, you know, it was good to me to to go straight to the to the second team to the reserves because it was a big step for me. In Spain, normally you you go to the under eighteen, under nineteen, and after you join the the, the second team, the reserves. But in Liverpool, I went straight to, to the reserves, only with 16 years old. So, you know, I grow up a lot. I, I have a better experience to play with all players and it was good for me. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. How did you find that adjustment to life in England? Because, as you said, you're so young at 16 and you're playing yes. against players that are four or five years older than you. I believe you joined the same summer as Daniel Ayala, Gerardo Bruno, Mikel, San Jose. So yeah. that must have made it slightly easier. But still, it's a big thing for any young player, never mind someone who's fresh out of school. Yeah, as you said, we we were lucky. We had uh, so many Spanish people around the club. Uh, the players, you said, the first team players, the physios, the doctor, the second coach, uh, the assistant of Rafa, the fitness coach. We had too many people, also uh, Lucas, Leiva, uh, Fabio Aurelio, uh, Insua. They all speak Spanish and they help us a lot. Obviously, uh, the, the, the people who, who helped me more was uh, Arbeloa. He, he got me as his little brother. I went to his house every single week and he made the life uh, very easy for me, you no. Know? And also Liverpool, the club, they they find you a house, they find you a family in, in Liverpool. Uh, I had an amazing experience uh, living two years with an English family. Uh, we keep in touch. Uh, we're still in contact. They came to Malaga to to my house uh, two years ago. Um, you know, I was very happy in, in Liverpool, and the, the experience was amazing. And um, obviously, coming from Barcelona, coming from that academy, there was always going to be attention and hype, especially because of Lionel Messi just making that pathway only a few years earlier. Um, were you aware of the pressure on your shoulders at the time? Did you feel it? Because I suppose at the time, it was when social media was starting to come through. Liverpool had the channel, so everyone anywhere across the world could watch the reserves, they could watch the under-18s. That was all that start. And even though you're only 16, you're this little player who's scoring sensational goals and sensational goals on a weekly basis for the reserves. Yes, yeah, uh, I feel some pressure, but because I was I, I was not the only one coming from Spain, we 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 shared the, the the pressure. You know, it was not only for me. So I think we we accept this. We, as I said, we grow up. We 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 made bigger steps, and you have to be prepared for for this. That's why I say I'm happy with my career. You know, if if I didn't go higher, it's because things goes like this. You know, uh, someone maybe was prepared more than me and they go higher. Maybe at this age, they they were not as good as me, but they they prepare mentally stronger than me and and they reach uh, the first team 
for for more years and I'm, I, I, I'm more games than me and it's when you joined as well but your nickname was the assassin el sassino sorry if i've said that completely yeah, wrong yeah. <laughs> what's the story behind that is that his nickname you've still got now or is it just when you're no 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 i think because i score goals in spain a lot of goals uh, it's like the killer you know um i i never been a killer but in barcelona to be honest uh, you you win every game with with a big difference on, in the results like five zero six ones so this not happen when you go up and you and you play for the reserves of the first team. So after I came to to Liverpool, I changed my position in the pitch. I play more as a number ten or left winger. In Barcelona, I used to play as a number nine, and maybe the the press on the social and they call me the killer because I scored <laughs> a lot of goals. And that first season in the reserves. That that was incredible. Like if you look at it, winning the Premier Reserve League title, winning the final, and I think you won the Dallas Cup as well. Yes. What was that like to be part of? It was amazing. You know, I was only sixteen. I I knew I wouldn't play every game, but just to share the experience of play with uh, uh, Lucas Leiva, uh, well, everyone, uh, Jay Spearing, I remember uh, Ayala, uh, Gerardo, all these kind of players. Uh, it was great because we had a very good atmosphere. Uh, Gary Ablett, he he was so good with us. We knew his experience. Um, he treated us like his songs, everyone. So it, it was difficult for him to to try to put together many players from different countries. Uh, but we had a very good relation because we we share everything. We share the breakfast. We share the lunch. We even share the the taxi driver because he. We go around every house to, to pick up us every day to go to Melbourne for training. So it was like a big family. Um, we, we, we could see the first thing in the, in the next uh, training ground. Uh, Sometimes, you know, they call you to, to training, you change the pitch and you training with the first thing. So it was an amazing experience for, for all of us. Do you remember the first time you got the call to uh, train with the first team? No, to be honest, I don't. <laughs> I don't remember because in Spain you will remember for always because the the step is so big. You're training with the second team in another pitch in another facilities, and when the first team call you, you are maybe in the school. But in England, because of, we're training in the same training ground, it made things easier when you when you got the the, the call. And what was it like for you under Rafa Benitez and when you were training with that first team? Because you've mentioned the Spanish lads already, but these are world-class players, Alonso, Torres, Gerard. Even defensively, you're up against Jamie Carragher, Sammy Hoopier. It must have been int- quite intimidating at times. Yes, yes, especially when, you know, when I play in training, and I used to play, as I said, as a number 10, and you need to look in your back when you, receive, uh, when you get the ball and you see... Carragher coming or Skertel and Daniel Age. And, you know, they were massive people, strong people. I was only a kid. So it's experience. It's experience. You need to adapt. You need to go up. I, I remember also Macherano. Uh, he was all the time close to me, marking me. And uh, you have to go up. No, you, you, you enjoy the training. Also, you need to be focused. And to be honest, you improve a lot every single day. Who was the best uh, player in training? Who was it really stood out for you? I, I well, uh, as you said, the names, the quality of the 
the team was amazing. Uh, I always impressed with uh, Stevie, you know. Uh, he training every single day, and he, every day he was, for me, he was the best every day. Because in Spain, sometimes when the top players, maybe sometimes mentally they, they don't training every day, they prepare just for the game. But Stevie was in training every session. He training every day. He never let the session. He always was out the first one until the last one. He always go 100%. He never save anything. He always give everything. And I was very impressed with this. And what were the likes of Alonso and Torres like in training? Because you see what they do on the pitch. Alonso can pick out any man he wants wherever they are. And Fernando yeah. Torres with that pace could beat anyone and then score any goal he wanted. Is this something they, they were doing in the training every day as well? There must have been times when you just, wow, you want to applaud what they're capable of doing. Yeah, of course. When you see them in training, after I go to Anfield every single game, uh, I was like a dreaming, you know? You know I, these guys are playing, doing these kind of things, and tomorrow I will be training with them. Uh, they do exactly the same in training. Alonso was amazing. I remember he had a few little injuries. Um, before he get back to play, he comes to training with the reserves. And it was amazing to, to see him in training. Also, Fernando was, I think he has, well, for, for of course, he has his biggest season. He could score any goal from everywhere. Uh, even with the head down, he scored a goal in the top corner. Anything he, he did last season was amazing. And you could see the likes of uh, Carrage, uh, Skertel and, and the defenders. They give all the time 100% in training. But remember this season, they protect Fernando in training. They don't tackle him because they knew, <laughs> they knew how important he, he was for the team. And uh, Fernando was on fire this season. How did that compare to against you then? Did they give you any protection or kicking you as hard as they could still? They they kick you like to, to tell you that you need to be prepared. You know, they kick you but in a good way, like not a bad tackle, but they go strong against you. They 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 make they they make you a player, you know. So that's what I like more from, from Liverpool. They they are a family, they they make sure you know in which club you are, how important the club is. And they make you prepare. You have to be prepared or not. That's why Liverpool is so difficult because it's top team. And it's one where at the end of your first season, obviously Spanish lad, really young still. Spain go and win the Euros and your teammates with a good number of that squad. Like It must have been, what, four or five players here you've played alongside. Yeah. That must have been incredible. Do you think, I, I play with Fernando Torres, I play with Xavi Alonso and they've just achieved Spain's greatest honour. Yes, you know, for the first time as a kid to be at home in the summer, like in the swimming pool, making barbecue and watching Spain winning the, the Europe was amazing. You know, I, I knew the players, I trained with them. I was so happy. It was like a, you feel like you are a little part of, of the trophy. And, you know, just to a few months after, share the, the medal, you see the, the pictures, the, the trophy and... You know, to, to be with them, uh, listen for, for the experience. Uh, as I said, uh, it's the same. You, you, you're still improving every day, not only inside the pit, also outside. And it's one where I think whenever anyone says Danny Pacheco to a Liverpool fan, Christian Nemeth's name's not too far behind. Like Liverpool is a club littered with great strike partnerships. And even though it was reserve football, 
the Nemeth Pacheco partnership is one that is still remembered. It's just a shame it didn't make that senior step up. What are your memories of that partnership? Why did it work so well? Yes, well, uh, I don't know because to be honest, outside the the, the pitch, we we didn't go together for many things. He had also Peter Gulaxi and and Simon, uh, another uh, Hungarian player. So obviously they they joined together outside the pitch. Uh, but inside the pitch, uh, it was easy to play with him. He, he had a very good movement around the box. Uh, he always looked for the right movement, and I could find him all the time. You know, we, we had a, a good relation inside the pitch. Uh, he scored a lot of goals for reserves, and we, we're still in contact, to be honest. He, he texted me a few times. Uh, he was in uh, MLS in, in, in America. And, uh, you know, we, we keep in contact. We, we had a good relation inside the pitch, and we, we had a good time. And now we'll look ahead to the 2008-9 season. Uh, you played, I think, quite a lot in pre-season that year. Still had to wait for your first team opportunity, I think, until the year after. But it's the season that Robbie Keane comes in and then a few months later he's gone. Uh, how was that behind the scenes? What was Robbie like? Um, how did it feel for you when you were getting those opportunities and having played in pre-season? Is there yeah. but that little thought when he gets sold, I could get a nod here in the second half of the season? Yeah, well, uh, to be honest, I, I didn't have pressure on me. I, I, I was very young still, so I knew opportunity will come in the future. So I keep doing well for the reserves. I only was 17 or 18. So I kept playing, training, training with the first team, having more experience, traveling with the team to some games. Uh, I remember many games that I traveled with the team as a 19 players, so I stay out of the of the squad. But I was happy with this, you know. I, I had the experience to go inside the changing room to see how the players react when they lost, when they win. Everything was good. I, I remember Rafa uh, telling me many times, uh, you want to come with the team? Do you want to travel with the team as a 19 player? I always say, yeah, I want to go. You know, it was good because some some managers they 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 don't ask, they take you, they 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 leave you out of the squad. But Rafa was good with us. He was close to us. He he always looked after us. And I was improving all the time. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. At the end of that season, um, Alonso and Arbeloa leave. You've already said how close they were to you, how good they were to you. That must have been tough to see them leave. Yeah, it wasn't easy because I remember we were in, if I'm not wrong, we were in Singapore for, for pre-season. Uh, and especially Alonso, he, he had a bad time. The, the relationship with Rafa didn't go very well at the end. He wanted to leave. Uh, they have some discussion, you know, uh, and it wasn't easy because I was close to them. Uh, at the same time, I, I had to continue my, my, you know, my improvement, my career, and my my dream to to get to the first team and stay in the first team. And it wasn't easy, you know. And also Arbeloa, he left. Uh, he was the closest man to me in Liverpool, but I was happy because he he joined Real Madrid again. He he played for Real Madrid. He wanted to go back. Uh, I was happy for, for them both because they had an amazing time in, in Madrid as well. And uh, after that season, they leave. Liverpool go from the verge of winning the title. And it was like there was a switch. It just didn't click for them in the next season. 
but it was the season where you get your senior debut, you make that breakthrough into the first team. I think debut came against Ferriontina. Yes. What are your memories of that match? What did Rafa say to you on the sidelines as you're about to come on? To be honest, uh, I was at home uh, about 3, 3 p.m. I was at home after training. I training in the morning with players out of the squad. Uh, and they called me. They called me. Someone was ill. Uh, so I had to go quick to the hotel to join the squad to, to be on the bench for the game. Uh, so it was very nice. I had time enough to, to call my family and they got a very quick flight to, to Liverpool. And, uh, and they came to Anfield uh, and, you know, we, I knew we were out of the of the group stage already. We couldn't go through, but Rafa gave me some some time on the on the pitch and in my a night at Anfield, Champions League. Amazing. I, I will remember for, for always. And what was it like playing at Anfield, hearing you'll never walk alone? It must have been incredible. Every player says it. What, what's your memory of it? It is, it is incredible. Uh, it's a special place. Uh, you know, uh, obviously when I born, I, I didn't know anything about Liverpool. But if someone had the chance to, to be in Anfield for one time, I think everyone will remember forever. They will love. Uh, these fans are special. Uh, and that you'll never walk alone, obviously, is the most incredible thing I, I had in, in, in a pitch. I suppose looking back on that season, I think you made seven appearances. You played in a Europa League semi-final. Um, you got an assist, was it against Unarea in an yeah. earlier round in the Europa League? I was actually at that game of all the games to go to. Um, it must have been, a, you're feeling confident after that. You're full of hope, thinking you can make that next step. But then Rafa loses his job. Roy Hodgson comes in. How was that for you? Was it difficult seeing Rafa leave? Was there a change in the club? Yeah, it was a massive changes, to be honest. Uh, I have to say what I think. Um, after this happens, I think uh, all the Spanish people around the club, you know, we could feel like we we were not more welcome in in the club. Uh, not everyone, of course. As, as I say, if you if your level is top, uh, probably obviously you you will play in the team. But I feel like that little push that we had with Rafa. We didn't have this anymore. Uh, obviously, Roy Hudson, he, he brought players that he knew. Uh, it's like uh, when you go away from your country, you, you want to bring people from your own country because you know them, you have the same language, you, you, you know what they can do. So after this, it was more difficult for, for the Spanish players uh, to, to be in the first team, to have more opportunity, to have you know this little speaking all day, helping, uh, advising. We didn't have this kind of help that you need when you are 18 or 19 and you are close to the first thing and you are very close to, to make the final step. So, you know, it was difficult. Uh, I knew at that time that was going to be difficult. So I I also played the under-19 uh, European Championship. After this season, we, we have the, the World Cup under-20 and the manager of Spain, he, he called me. I remember he told me, that he wanted to to bring me to the national team, but I, I would need to play more games because I was in a time that I didn't play with the first team. I don't play with the reserves. So, you know, I was losing time on the pitch. So I decided to, to go along and I went to, to Norwich. 
And before the Norwich loan, I think the start of the season, you get a new squad number, you get a new contract, you make your first start. I know it's a new manager, but what were you feeling like then? Did you think you were going to push on or was it with Hodgson coming in, you didn't think that chance would come as much? Yeah, after the after the European under-19, I, I ended the tournament as a top scorer. I played really well. I have a, a big interest of Real Sociedad. They, they relegate to second division in Spain, but they have a big project to, to go up again. Actually, they, they went up. Uh, I wanted to leave. I wanted to leave. I wanted to go because I knew without Rafa was going to be more difficult. But Liverpool and the sport director, he, he told me to stay. He told me to sign a new contract. He told me I was going to be in the first team. He gave me a, a new number, uh, as, as you said. And I started uh, playing the, the precision, also the, the qualifier round for, for Europa League. But to be honest, uh, we, we were missing a lot of players from the first team because they played also with the national teams. So they had more time on holidays. They, they were not back yet at, at Liverpool. So it was a difficult time because I was playing, but I, I knew that when the first team player was all together in Liverpool, it was going to be difficult for me. And that happened in September, October. I, I didn't play anymore. And I had like three months without any game. That's why I wanted to, to leave in January. And it's one where under Rafa, you'd had Champions League experience, you'd had Premier League experience, but under Roy Hodgson, it was more the cup competitions. You're involved in that infamous Northampton game. Uh, yeah. And it was also off the off the pitch, all that trouble with Tom Hicks and George Gillette. How aware were the players of that in the, the dressing room, in the changing room, with all this turmoil off the pitch and the takeovers and not going well? Obviously, they fell out with Rafa. What was that like for you well, I was very young as well, but uh, of course, was, I, I, I could feel the difference. Uh, the fans were not happy, they were angry, they show, you know, these kind of things against uh, the, the American owners. Uh, I, I saw the, the two parts of the football, you know, the, the amazing one the year before, uh, we, we almost uh, win the Premier League, and after the, the other thing, no, you could see how the fans feel the club they they feel the city they you know they they feel so much uh, the, the the t-shirt the liverpool colors everything so it was difficult uh, at the same time you need to keep going keep playing for the reserves trying to push for to be in the first team but as i, as I said no we between us between the spanish people we could feel that it was going to be a lot more difficult for us to to make it into the first team and it was also a time when senior players were leaving. I think Javier Mascherano forced through a move to Barcelona. Fernando Torres went to Chelsea. But then you did have Luis Suarez coming in. What are your memories of that time and that deadline day in particular? Because that must have been one where anyone in the club's excited to see Luis Suarez come in, but then shocked to see Fernando leaving. Yeah, I was very close to to the Fernando days, uh, transfers, because we, we shared the same agents. So... I remember they were in, in Liverpool for like for a week because did, did, this thing didn't happen in one day. They, they had to fight a lot to, to make the transfer. Uh, I remember they were in, in the city. They were at Melbourne. Uh, I was trying to talk to them because I wanted to leave alone as well because I wanted to join the, the national team for the World Cup. 
and uh, but I couldn't talk uh, to them because they were so busy about Fernando. Uh, at the end, he he left, uh, and I couldn't go in in the transfer of uh, in the January window. I couldn't because they were very busy until the last day with Fernando. So after in February, uh, I had the opportunity to to go to Championship because. In England, you you could move to a lower league, even the the window is closed. So you know it was difficult days for me because I wanted to play, I wanted to go alone to to try to be in the in the World Cup under twenty. And it's also this time when Roy Hodgson loses his job. The club's taken over by FSG. Kenny Dalglish comes in. Obviously, you wanted to leave so you could play for them. Is that why you weren't maybe given opportunities under Dalglish? Because I think he was the one Liverpool manager who you played under. You didn't play under. Yes. Uh, well, yes. I I knew the legend of Kenny, of course. Uh, when he came, uh, I didn't know. Like I didn't think he could still be a manager because you you see him like, uh, like a legend in the club, uh, working around Melbourne, but you could not imagine he was going to be your manager. Uh, you know, as I, you said, I kept training. I I tried to do my best. I, I didn't have any chance. So at the end of the day, every day I was losing time to 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 thinking to to be in the World Cup. So I wanted to go so far. I tried to play as many games as possible because I was afraid of uh, missing the World Cup. And we've already mentioned Luis Suarez came in, but what was he like in training? Because you've done Torres, you've done Alonso, but he seems like he's in a, a different league completely. Yes, it was very different. Uh, like I, I will not compare him to, to Torres because I think uh, Torres had the pace that I've never seen that kind of pace. Uh, when he started running, you could feel he was going to score. And Suarez was more like unexpected thing, you know, he, he could dribble everyone. Uh, you, you couldn't expect what he was going to do and uh, I didn't know him to be honest uh, he came from Ajax and we didn't hear much about him in Spain and it was amazing it was a uh, very 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 joy to 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 watch him uh, you know it was amazing and I suppose he's a, a player that's you're similar-ish to in style you know quick with the ball at your feet not uh out and out number nine as such as time you can be more of that creative forward you must have watched him closely in training. I know it was only a few months here and there, but that must have been another great experience for you, especially when you go and see what he's gone and achieved since. Yeah, yeah, I did. I, you know, I had good connection with him inside the pitch. Uh, I, I looked at him all the time, of course. I remember uh, every time we finished the training, we, we stayed outside to, to make some free kicks. I saw his improvement. He scored a lot of free kicks uh, in Liverpool. I remember, you know, taking the free kicks with him, and you know, you, you when you see someone making that well, you, you have to be focused every time you kick the ball. You want to do your best because you want to try to to be as good as him, no? So, as I said in the past uh, of the interview, uh, you improve a lot with this kind of players. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Summer of twenty eleven. Uh, you join Atletico Madrid on loan, but it's a, a weird loan move, if I remember right, because yeah. I think Liverpool fans are excited, thinking you're going to a good club, you're going to get that chance to prove yourself and you can still come back because they still had high hopes for you. 
But then Atletico loan you to another team, the Vallecano. You end up playing against Atletico. And this all seems so foreign to English football because it's not something you really do in English football. You can't play against your parent club. How did this all go about? Was it always the plan to be loaned from the loan club or did it just change as it went along? Well, I think uh, the social didn't, the, you know, the papers, they they didn't understand well and they didn't explain on the papers well what, what we did. Uh, what we did was because of my agents, they they were very close to Atletico because of Fernando. Uh, Atletico had uh, an interest of watching me playing for one season in La Liga to see what I could make and if I would make well, they, they will sign me in the future. So what they did is they pay this season they paid half of my salary and they sent me to, to play for Vallecano. So I played for Vallecano and after this season uh, I could join Atletico if, if they decide to, to sign me. Uh, I didn't play a lot so I, I, don't, I didn't have a good season for Vallecano uh, so things didn't go well um, and Atletico did you know, decide not to, to sign me. And after that, you end up back at Liverpool. Another new manager is in charge, Brendan Rodgers. I suppose it's similar to what you mentioned earlier when that pre-season, there's not many senior players there. And everyone remembers the Being Liverpool documentary where you've got him clashing with Raheem Sterling on camera, the envelopes. Uh, <laughs> what are your memories of this uh, pre-season, I suppose, with your new manager? Yeah, I I had a feeling that it could be a new a new start for me because I knew a few players they play under Brendan in Swansea. Um, I don't remember another team maybe or only Swansea, but they I had a few friends Spanish ones they play under Brendan and they told me this manager is gonna like you this this manager you know he likes your style. He, he likes to play with the ball. He likes Spanish people. He likes the Barca Academy. And uh, when Brendan came, we had a very good first feeling. Uh, so I, you know, my confidence went up again. I, I made a good precision. I played against Rome. I played against a few good teams. I played well. So I thought maybe I could have a chance. But after when the league started, uh, I didn't have many chances, to, so my confidence went down again. Uh, were you there when he's got his envelopes out and he does his mind trick or when he's uh, clashing with Raheem Sterling? And what was it like We're having these cameras doing the documentary? Because I know it's a bit more prominent now. You see like um, Netflix or Amazon Prime doing these documentaries, but it was very new when Liverpool were doing it back then. Yeah, I was there. I was there in Boston. We were in Boston. Uh, we had a very nice precision. Uh, you know, as I said, Liverpool is an amazing club. Uh, so big club. They they give you everything. You just need to focus on training. They make everything around you. You don't need to think about anything. They take care of your family. They take care of your house. They take care of your car. They made the life very easy for you. So we were happy to have the cameras on because... We, we knew how big our club was and that that thing with uh, Raheem you you could see him in training he was very well in training but he had this kind of things when you are 18 19 that you never accept uh, the advices where, where the people talk to you they try to make you better or maybe some people they shout to you and he always reply 
to, to them. So he has a big personality, but at the same time, you know, when you see a kid replying all the time, this is can be confused, you know? So that thing that happened, Brendan was angry with him. He he sent to him, he, he said to him that next time he will say something, they will send him back to, to Liverpool in the first flight, I remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you do play, I think it was three times under Brendan. Um, they were your last appearances for the club. You went on loan in the January. Did you know then that that was effectively the end of your Liverpool career? What were the conversations you're having with Brendan? Uh, I don't remember exactly. I knew, I, I know we had a conversation. Uh, he told me to, to go and play. He told me to show my quality in championship. Uh, I, I went to Norwich. Uh, I, I, I was told that Norwich was English team but with a different style of football they they they, they like to play with the ball they they, they play attacking football so i decided to go i didn't know anything about knowledge i didn't know where where it was in the map i i put <laughs> google I, I i went straight there but uh, i had a very very good time i i remember i arrived uh, on thursday or friday and i started the game on saturday it was a big big confidence for me play in front of 30,000 people uh, and, you know, to, to make a good game. I made two assists and I started my, my things very well in, in Norwich. And then you had that loan with, was it Huesca as well, back in Spain? Yes. Was, was it now you knew this was essentially the end of your Liverpool career or were you still holding out hope that you could do enough to persuade Rodgers to give you a chance? Uh, I knew it was going to be difficult, to be honest. Uh, when I went to Huesca, my my target was to to play well to to show me again in Spain to try to be in another team for for the next season uh, one of the best team in second division or maybe try to to go to la liga uh, i had a good time i scored six or seven goals in half season i play a lot of games i play every single minute and uh, at the end of this season i still i have one more year contract with liverpool but we decided to to finish the contract and to go back to Spain. And how did it feel when you made that permanent exit from Liverpool? Because that's, what, six years of your life? And it's such a big time for any person growing up. It, it was when you were a boy, you became yeah. a man. And now yes. you're going back to Spain. How, how did you feel about that? Exactly this you said. No, I, I was very um, appreciate to, to Liverpool, what, what they did for me. They changed my life. I, I I joined Liverpool when I was a kid, as you said. That's what I remember when I write the letter to, to Liverpool fans. I say exactly this. No, I, I joined the club as a kid and I left the club as a man, professional, an adult. Uh, I grow up a lot and, you know, I only have good things to say about, about Liverpool. Um, what were your relationships like with each of your Liverpool managers? How did they change the different styles? Because it's... Even looking at it now, it's three or four very different managers. You've got Rafa, who's Spanish, who's very organised. He's got his team set up in this exact way. Roy Hodgson's a bit different. Kenny Dalglish wants attacking football. And then Brendan Rodgers, I suppose, is a bit more Barcelona tiki-taka sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yes. As you said, you 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 say exactly what, how they were. <laughs> uh, obviously, I, I joined better with Rafa, um, especially with Brendan, to be honest. He was the best style for me that's why I said uh, 
I had a bit of confidence about him. Uh, you know, I learned from each of them. Uh, it was an honor to, to be trained by, by Roy Hudson and Kenny Douglas as well. Uh, you know, it's something I take to me for forever and I will never forget. And during your, your later time at Liverpool, uh, you did play alongside Jordan Henderson. Obviously, he's gone on to achieve great things with the club. He's been there, what, a decade. He's club captain. He's won Premier League, Champions League. Uh, what was he like back then? Could you imagine that he'd gone on and have this great career with Liverpool? Not as great that he did. Uh, I think uh, he, you could see he was a good player, uh, like very technique, uh, like similar to Spanish midfielders. But, you know, he was very young. He... He, you know, mentally, he he sometimes he made mistakes of bad tackles of this kind of things. Um, his improvement is being amazing, and uh, I can see now a very very different player, much better player than when he joined Liverpool. And mentally, I think his character has grown up when he got the the cap time after Stevie left. I think that was a big step for him. And he deserved because he showed he, he, he deserved to be the captain. This one where do you consider yourself a Liverpool fan now? You're in touch with any of your old teammates as well? How does that of love course. still burn? Of course, of course. I try to watch the games. Honestly, as I say, I don't I I didn't born as a Liverpool fan, but you know, some people born and they are Liverpool fan, and another one in in your life, you, you you become a Liverpool fan and I will be a Liverpool fan for forever. Uh, what were your feelings, I suppose, about the two Champions League finals, like ones against Real Madrid, who grown up as an arch rival for at Barcelona, and the second ones in Madrid? Were, were you able to watch the game at the, the stadium or were you watching it with family or friends? No, I couldn't go. I don't remember exactly where I was, but I couldn't, I couldn't go. If I could go, I definitely was going to be there. Uh, I remember the one with Real Madrid. I was watching uh, at home with, with my friends, uh, and yes, obviously I I had my my you know my heart uh, a little bit you know between both teams. Uh, and after Liverpool won the the Champions League, I was I was very happy because many people in the club and in the city they dream about it long time ago, and hope, you know finally they they get it again. And are you still in contact with anyone at the club, with be it members of staff or players? And what was your feelings when they won the Premier League? Like finally, after thirty years, like you saw how close they came in two thousand and nine, but they've finally done it. Yes, uh, of course. I was very happy. I I have the contact of uh, Ray. He's the team manager. He organized uh, everything for for the team. I went on a Boxing Day uh, two years ago before the COVID. I went to Anfield. Uh, I watched Liverpool against Newcastle. Rafa Benito was uh, a coach of, of Newcastle. Uh, I didn't I didn't organize this, but it was my holidays in Spain. So I went to Anfield again after six years. I didn't go, and uh, and I felt like you know what I'm saying about the club. Uh, I didn't play many games for the first team. I I haven't been a big player for the team, but if you call them, they always you know, answer the phone, they are there for you, they make you easy. I went to Amphi, I went to the box, I went with Jordan Henderson to the changing room because they, they changed Amphi inside, I didn't know the, the new Amphi inside. 
And you know, you after you go home and you say, this club is amazing because I didn't do much for them and they still, you know, welcome you, uh, making everything easier for you. How do you look back on your overall time at Liverpool? Like you say there, you didn't make much of an impact or as much as you'd liked. But why do you think you didn't make that final step up? Do you think you were given a fair opportunity? Is that any what sets any regrets? It's difficult to say. I, we never know if Rafa continues in the team. I think I, I will have more opportunities because, you know, these little talkings every week uh, about my game, I remember I start to play for the reserve some games uh, as a number six in the midfielder, like defensive midfielder. And that was because Rafa wanted to to improve my game. And, you know, he looked after you. He tried to make you a better player, even for the first team or maybe for your future in another team. And I think if Rafa will stay, maybe I could, I could play more games and, and maybe I was closer to, to the first team. Maybe. We, we never know. And uh, speaking of Rafa, what are your thoughts of him being Everton manager? Yes. Well, <laughs> when I saw this... Um, to be honest, I, I know how Liverpool people is because I walk around the city for six years. Uh, I know how much they they love Rafa and I thought that they would understand this because this is life. Uh, Rafa is a very, very loved person of Liverpool. They, they, they love him so much. They show their respect to him. He showed their respect to everyone, to the families, of you know, high school, these kind of things. He's very welcome at the club, and I, I, I don't think that that was going to be a problem for for Liverpool fans. And uh, what was your highlight for you of your time at Liverpool? What stands out as the memories that you'll never forget? Well, I think I play for for the best team I could play. Uh, I remember talking with Arbeloa. He, I remember him telling me. He's very happy in Madrid. He played for Real Madrid, probably the biggest team in the world in terms of uh, titles and social media. But the most special club in the world uh, is Liverpool. We agree with this because of the people. The people, they show you respect every single day. Mm, you know, in Spain, it's different. When you, when you lose, uh, people... Ah, you know, it's, it's different. And in Anfield, it's special. Every time you go to Anfield, they help you. They, they make you give 100%. And that's my highlights. I played for the best thing I could play. I played for one team that everybody in the world, except Man United maybe, they cannot say anything bad about, about the club, you know? How would you sum up your time with Liverpool in three words? Very difficult to be honest, but it was a really a dream to 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 play at Anfield to to you know to be in front of the cup, uh, trying to to score a goal and try to to dreaming about play there many games, uh, you know, hitting the, the you never walk along every week, and you know it's, it's a dream a dream to to be a Liverpool player. Perfect. Thanks, Danny. Thanks for your time. And good luck for the the rest of the season in Cyprus with Aris. Thank you very much. I am I'm really excited to to be here. It's a team that is going up. Uh, they have a big project. Uh, you know, they have a big history. Now they want to be in the top six. Uh, at the moment, we we started re uh, really well, 
hopefully we we can fight for the Europa League uh, positions and, and be in Europe uh, soon with with Alice. And I'm sure Liverpool fans will uh, continue to keep an eye out for you with social media. They're already giving you love. I'm sure you'll get plenty more when this goes out. But if there's any chance of a Europa League reunion, I'm sure Liverpool fans, perhaps not Europa League, Champions League, dream big. Yeah. <laughs> there's a big reunion one day. They'd be happy to see you back at Anfield. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure to remember my time in Liverpool and, and thank you for the interview. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.